the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks for being with us on a very uh, chilly Pittsburgh Wednesday. Kath, good to see you. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. Surprised that you're not uh, bundled up a little more so. You know, I decided that I didn't want to give into it quite yet. Weren't you chilly? I was chilly, but I have a very substantial coat that I wore mm. today. Okay. So I figured I'd go short sleeve. Okay, fine. Very good. I mean, not super short sleeve. I'd say is this this would be a moderate sleeve today, I'd call it. No, it's short sleeve. Okay. okay. I, I, I was thinking about you because I was rummaging through my desk there the other day, and I came across the uh, much-valued uh, Word FM lip balm. <laughs> Uh, Word FM lip balm. It's in limited quantities. Right. I think it I is have in saved quality. three tubes of these. Have you? Or do you use that? You can see that it's brand new. The seal is yeah, not been I broken. Yeah, I've never used mine either. What? It's, it's one of those things we feel like it, it you know, could be a historical marker that we might want to sell on eBay at some future time. It might be in the uh, Broadcaster Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, okay. Word FM lip balm. Sure. Do you have any idea what year you got the lip balm? Probably a good 15 years ago. Okay. Maybe. I, don't, I, I would think? suggest at this point not using it. It says, uh, it says on there, uh, directions, apply. Apply liberally before sun exposure is needed. Children under six months of age, ask a doctor before use. It doesn't, there's no expiration for all date. You, for all the use? You mm, have to ask the doctor? No, for kids under six. Oh, okay. But there's no expiration date on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a aloe and it's a, it is a, a tamper sealed. So I'm just wondering, is this the season? I mean, you know, you yourself with lip balm, you, I know you love a lip balm. Uh, there's no season for lip balm every what? Season is the season. Was for that the a, uh, plutonium stick we we did about <laughs> ten years ago? I think that's why it keeps. Oh, it does. It does it's got keep, the yeah. shelf life of plutonium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They say uh, on here if an allergy uh, exists, uh, consult your doctor. So plutonium on the lips, could... and then it'll be safe in mm-hmm. eight hundred and sixty years. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. These were a big hit. Uh, the lip balm. Okay. So you're saying the lip balm is an all season thing? It's every day. It's all season. Gary, when was the last time you used lip balm? I can't remember. I, I come with you. The same. I well, I think if women are used to using lipstick, sure. I think your lips probably need that moisture all the time, Thank right? You, Gary. You think? I just feel but like. But if you are a person that doesn't wear any lipstick. Person. Then, yeah, person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I have to say that I think that that's just poor management on both of your parts. I don't think so. I think my lips are moist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to throw up now. Yeah, exactly. I believe uh, in conclusion, I've used lip balm probably five times today so far. What? Five times? Probably. Aren't you worried about like the side effects? Aren't there side effects? 
Aren't you like going to get like all like sort of plumpy? Like, you know, you see those women with like the Botox injections. They're going for that. I mean, they're trying to make their lips right. more, more plumpy, not less. Plumpy. I don't know. It just make, it's kind of scares me. As it's like you and how you don't want to order, get tuna salad at a deli. I'm not getting tuna salad at a deli. <laughs> don't even that go there. That's so ridiculous. That's not. It's not. It is. Why? In, what's, you're okay to get salami there. But mm-hmm. not tuna exactly. salad. That because doesn't make any sense. Who's making the mayo? How long has it been out? This It's ripe for food poisoning. Well, <laughs> what? Does that make sense? And, yeah. That makes sense. That the, makes sense. The Swiss cheese is fine? There's not the mayo. It's the mayo. And yeah. it might be sitting out forever. All of a sudden, I'm hurling. Well, Have you ever worked in a restaurant, John? Many, 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 many times. So he probably knows. Exactly. Listen, Thank, I'm... Have you... I have. Thank you. You've not. Okay, there we go. That's enough we need to know about, all right? Very nice. Thank you so much. The verse woo. The fan is back. All right. As we always do, Kathy, we get it away. I have some very interesting news stories today. We Excellent. might need a little longer than normal to get to them. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll try not to be too. There's just a lot for Wednesday, right. the 19th of October. News update. Here is, without further ado, the top four at four. Number one. Breaking news. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Thank you. I... See, now you're getting people too excited, and they're going to be disappointed. Hold on. I'm putting some lip balm because this is ready. Number one. I want to be moist for this. As, in, <laughs> as inflation continues to flare across Europe. See, now this seems like it's not that big of a story. Listen. <laughs> pay attention. Few matters are causing more concern than the cost of a basic loaf of bread. Prices for the most essential food staple have never been higher and are now up nearly 19% from a year ago. That's a report released today. Oof. Consumer prices in Europe rose at a rapid pace just in September, climbing 10% in Britain and nearly 11% in the EU. Of course, high consumer prices are a problem here, too. I mean, it's not like we don't know what that looks like. Just today, the global food giant Nestle said it has raised prices 9.5% just in the third quarter. Wow. Uh, In Hungary, the basic loaf of bread surged 77% from a year ago. Croatia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all the places that are around the conflict, bread prices are up 30%. In Germany, bread has shot up 18%. It's from today's New York Times. Number two, the Mary Farrell Foundation, a nonprofit organization, also an online database which contains the most comprehensive archive of records pertaining to the assassination of JFK, Mm. has today sued President Biden and the National Archives for postponing the release of 15,000 documents concerning JFK's assassination. Tell me more. Yes. So the claim was filed in San Francisco federal court today, and it alleges that federal officials have acted outside the law, failing to make redactions available to the public and depriving all of us, including researchers and historians, of opportunities to learn about the assassination. Now, do you remember back in 92, the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act passed? Yes. Because remember, there was all this, like, in 15 years, we're going to know everything. Sure, sure. Right. So it was originally signed uh, into law by George H.W. Bush, okay? But it has still hasn't happened. The, the deadline was pushed back by Donald Trump, who at the time ordered the release of 2,800 previously unseen files. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of others that are being squashed for national security reasons. Then, in a memo just released a couple days ago, Mr. Biden announced another delay and set a new deadline for the record's release, which will be December 15th. Okay. Which so they're we'll see coming. If it happens on December fifteenth. Right, right. There might be another delay. But conspiracy theorists yes, are flame. Of course. What are they hiding? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and all of a sudden I'm right. inventing all sorts of things. Of course. Plus, I do think the Loch Ness monster is real. 
Number three. Wasn't the shooter. A weird animal story. Are you ready? A Massachusetts woman is facing multiple assault and battery charges for allegedly releasing a swarm of bees on a group of sheriff's deputies. Some of them were allergic to the stings as they tried to serve her an eviction notice. Rosie Woods. No, I'm sorry. It's not Rosie. It's Rory S. Woods age 55, pleaded not guilty to her arraignment. Um, The Hampton County Sheriff's Department deputies went to her home in Longmeadow the morning of October 12th. Um, Woods arrived in an SUV towing a a trailer carrying beehives. Mm -hmm. Then she started shaking them, broke the cover off of one, and caused hundreds of bees to swarm out Mm -hmm. and sting deputies. Then she put a beekeeper suit on to protect herself. Then she was handcuffed, but not before several other department employees were. Sent. But she's being evicted, mm-hmm. so you could see the desperation. But Bill, like that saying. makes it okay. I'm just saying. Number four. While unwilling to provide details, wide receiver Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers said today he and Mitch Trubisky are okay. They talked man to man. They're fine after the argument that they said happened on October second. You know, at halftime between yep. the New York Jets. Um, so Deontay Johnson apparently was upset he wasn't being thrown the ball by Trubisky. Trubisky said, "Why can't you catch it?" But Deontay says, "We squashed it. No hard feelings." And that's your top four at four. All right. Do you trust him? Yes. It didn't seem unduly long. The top four at four. Oh, thank you. I tried. Not. I tried to make it no. move along with swiftness. Very good. All right. Mm-hmm. Deontay, by the way, said he didn't want to get into too much detail on it. Good, because it should stay in the club. I would like to hear more detail. All right. Pastor Tom Hall is with us. No relation. He is uh, from the oldest anything in the city of Pittsburgh. What? That's next. One hundred one point five W O R D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update each Friday. You can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes updates mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com/slash/subscribe. Losing your family's home movies and photos would be devastating. That's why Legacy Box exists. To preserve your family's recorded moments digitally, ensuring they're safe forever. Think of the time and money your family invested to capture family vacations, birthdays, even your wedding. Recording a lifetime of memories was a commitment. Camcorders cost thousands, and cameras required film and development. Legacy Box is the final step to preserve your family's past. Thankfully, it doesn't require another big investment. Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. Over one million families have trusted Legacy Box to convert their analog media to digital. You owe it to your family to safeguard your memories. Become your family's hero and save them before it's too late. For a limited time, Legacy Box is offering an exclusive discount when you go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com slash L-Box. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. 
Smart businesses are always looking for ways to improve. Better work days can start with CentOS. Your dedicated CentOS service reps help make sure you have what you need when you need it. We'll stock your essential cleaning products, deliver hygienically clean workwear, inspect your fire extinguishers, and provide first aid and safety supplies. CentOS is with you every step of the way, so you stay a step ahead. Visit CentOS.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. From the oldest anything here in the city of Pittsburgh, Reverend Tom <laughs> Hall is with us from First Presbyterian Church downtown. Tom, welcome. It's great to be here. Good to see you guys. Great to see you. Okay, what does it mean? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to crash that into your face. Um, what does that mean, the, long, the oldest anything? Historian Gary Scott Smith did a history of Christianity in Pittsburgh, and he pointed out that First Presbyterian Church at Pittsburgh is not only the oldest church, it's older than any bank, any college, any newspaper, it's older than what? anything. First Presbyterian Church is the oldest anything really? in Pittsburgh. No, not the building. Not the building. The, no. congregation. the congregation. The congregation since 1773. Wow. Wow. And how old's the building, Tom? The building is finished in 1905. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 1773, you're, you're one of how many pastors? Any idea where you I'm are? I'm the, the lin- 15th senior pastor in the history of the church. 15th. Any that's pressure very, there? That's not very many. Like you go, hey, I'm 15th, don't screw this up. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you know I graduated from seminary in 2008 here in Pittsburgh. Yes. And right. the church called me right out of seminary. So you're right, it was not intimidating at all. Yeah, imagine. but you were in the military a long time before yes, you went into this. So, years, yes. so you'd spent your life being intimidated or intimidating others. Probably. I believe that right. that's one of the cores of I, the military life. I, I used life. to say that every colonel should have to take Hebrew. It's very humbling. Oh, it makes everyone feel dumb? Yes. It certainly made me feel dumb. (laughs) Very good. Okay, Tom, so downtown Pittsburgh, there's First Prez. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about what's happening in downtown. Of course, I mean, it used to be a great central vitality hub. Um, There's been a decline. I used to work downtown. I knew it well. You went to college downtown? Yep. Um, The pandemic, I'm sure, was not kind to the downtown area. It hasn't been kind to anybody. How are things? It's coming back. It is slowly coming back. So I can report things are better. But, oh, my gosh, the pandemic really accelerated the homeless problem, the drug use problem. Really? And it's, uh, it's been really tough. What happened? Why would, that ex- why would that increase homelessness and drug use? Uh, you know, downtown? I don't know. I think there was a lot of alternatives offered to the homeless and to, to the addicted folks, the really hurting folks. And those programs kind of ended. And so it's left people with no place to go. Now, the good news is there's a wonderful, wonderful new shelter, a $22 million project called Second Avenue Commons that's about to open. It's near the near the jail, and it will have uh, 45 sort of semi-permanent apartments kind of a places and about 95 uh, emergency beds. So that will hopefully, hopefully relieve a lot of the uh, 
the pressures downtown. But as a, you know, as a church that reaches out to hurting people in the city, we are right in the center of the the addiction mm-hmm. crisis, the overdose crisis, the homeless crisis, and so we have a lot of compassion ministries that reach out to the to the people of the the city. Fabulous, Tom. On yesterday's show, we had uh, two writers on who just finished a book on Kaufman's, the department store, mm. and the family mm-hmm. that birthed it. it. Was super interesting. But we talked about you know the fact that that was a grand department store at one time and an anchor retail wise. How much things have gone up and down since then, right? So now we have a Target in that building. Mm -hmm. We also have apartments there. So it seems like there is a lot of places to live that are coming up in the downtown area. Is that an encouragement to you? It is an encouragement. And uh, the building next to us that was the world headquarters for GNC, that's being renovated into apartments. I think there's nearly 250 apartments going into that building, which will be 14 stories, I believe. So we're hoping a few of them will be Presbyterian. Excellent. So, but I mean, Tom, you're, you're a destination church. It's, yes. not, it's not as though people, are, like you said, right next door or in the neighborhood for the most part. Although Kath says, you know, there has been an increase in yeah. the downtown residential population. Yes. Talk about that, about, you know, it, it's a destination. People have to get in their car and drive to come to be part of the worship experience. That's true. There's, you know, we're less than 200 members probably, but we come from 55 zip codes. Wow. So that's wow. a challenge to build community. And at the same time, it's an amazing opportunity because where would you put a church? You would put a church right where we've been for um, for 250 years next year. So it's uh, it's we don't have to worry about what the wondering what the mission is because hurting people all around us, and of course there's hurting people that live well all around us. Of course, right. So and what do they need the most? They need the love of Jesus Christ. Yes, and that community that surrounds them. You talk about that as well. Absolutely. So what's that like for you? Talk about the First Prez and your experiences with the programs. I mean, as the homeless population is there or a rise of new residential, what kind of programs do you offer for people? Well, one of the great things we do, we've partnered for eight years now with a nonprofit called Outreached Arms. And for years, they were serving people a meal um, as part of a large coalition outside on the Boulevard of the Allies. And they came to us eight years ago and they said, we would love to be able to serve people indoors, sit them down, take them out of the out of the bad weather and give them a, a, a meal, a nice meal. And so for eight years now and every Tuesday night, we, we've been serving this meal on real China, real silverware. Mm. Uh, it's we're probably back to pre-pandemic levels. Wow. And these wonderful folks from Outreached Arms, they just pour themselves out. And probably for 100 people eating on Tuesday night, there'll be 40, 20 to 40 volunteers from all over the region. No kidding. So it's really become a signature ministry for us. And, and that has grown our other compassion ministries that we share with the other downtown churches. I mean, I love this. So it's not like something on a paper plate in a, in a, in a brown bag. No. It's real China. You are, you are handed a, a, a full plate of food. It's probably more than anyone can eat. And uh, it's it really has developed a community for us. And of course, we have a Bible study led by our, our associate pastor, I would say last night there was 50 or 60 people in his Bible study, and it's a different congregation than than Sunday morning. Uh, It's a lot of the hurting people of the city, uh, maybe some working poor, a lot of homeless, and uh, it's amazing, powerful Bible study when you – 
discussing Jesus with people, and that's all they've got, literally, is, mm. is Jesus. That's wonderful. We're talking about Pastor Tom Hall. He's the pastor at First Presbyterian Church in downtown Pittsburgh. As Tom says, the oldest anything here in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, as you're um, trying to meet the needs of the downtown community— also hoping to bring new people mm-hmm. into the church. I mean, I just have to say what a beautiful space you have. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I was just there at Christmas last year, um, and it's the first time I'd been there in a long time. I was there for an event, and it is such a spectacular sanctuary. And it the, is. I forget what you call the room that's right behind the, the door. Chapel. The, chapel. the chapel. It's just, it's so unique. It is. And I, I just for people who've never had the opportunity to go down there, I just want to encourage listeners to take a trip to First Pres and just see it. Especially, I have to say, Christmas is coming up. That tree you guys have there. We have a 24-foot Christmas tree. Uh, we're going to be putting it up uh, the week before light-up night. And it is... It's so beautiful. It's one of the most oh beautiful gosh. places in the city anyway. Yeah. And then at Christmas time, it's... It is spectacular. So it is worth it just to come to see the church yeah. and maybe hear a message. I don't uh, know. Yeah. yeah. Some Stick message here and there. Yeah. Yeah, we saw, we preach Jesus. And we, oh, by the way, we have a wonderful, wonderful music program at the Spectacular Organ. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, just have to listen to me. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to listen to you. Talk to us about Partners for Sacred Places. This is something that a lot of churches applied for over the country. You were one of the fortunate few. So we've been working with an outfit called Partners for Sacred Places. They're the only national nonprofit, the national level nonprofit, that comes alongside historic churches of all faith traditions to help them preserve their sacred spaces. Mm. And so they have a program from the National Trust for Sacred Places, and it's endowed by Lilly. And we applied for a grant last year uh, to restore... uh, to help restore the building, the foundation has needs, the roof has needs, and there were 300 churches across the country applied, and we were only, we were one of only 15 churches that won a grant from wow. them. So the grant is for obviously beautiful churches that uh, they're the best architecture, perhaps on the block or in the city. So we qualify in in that area but also because of the historic significance of the work of the church and the current outreach of the church. So for those three things, we were you know, really in the sweet spot of what that grant was for. And so we're so pleased because we have this affirmation from a national level organization of our programming and of the beauty of the, the architecture and of the historic significance of the church. Excellent. So some good work is being done to preserve the church in the near future? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Tom, you know, we're kidding around about the destination of the church. And, of course, you're preaching and teaching. Uh, Talk about um, the services themselves, Uh, traditional, contemporary, the times. We really have one worship service on Sunday morning. It's at 1045. It fits the space, I would say. It's a a neo-Gothic building, so it's a beautiful stone sanctuary with – uh, 13 Tiffany windows. So the music, the organ is what, uh, 4,500 pipes. So we use the organ to full effect. Wow. One of our members is the principal percussionist for the Pittsburgh Symphony. And so when he lets loose with the timpani in the <laughs> oh, organ loft, awesome. oh my gosh, it is great. And at the same time, we want everyone to hear some of their own heart music. So we do jazz. We do 
contemporary. We a lot of Keith and Kristen Getty. Mm-hmm. So we you will hear a little bit of everything when you come there, and we think the blend. I think it touches everybody's everybody's heart. Maybe not every Sunday will you hear what you really want to hear, but you'll hear all kinds of kinds of music. Fabulous. Plus, that's not what church is supposed to be about, right? No, right. That I'm going to go and make sure I can check off my wants and needs list. It does no. help, though. Because I don't think any church fits that bill. No. no, no, we preach Christ. I think that's always been the historic significance. Yep. That's why the church has lasted. Is I remember coming to the church the when, I, when I was a kid, you know, third or fourth grade you know we my uh my parents and i would go down there maybe once every couple of years it was just part of my growing up mm-hmm. so being back there uh, was a real treat at christmas people time. come from you know for open houses like light up night or doors mm-hmm. open pittsburgh uh we do our best to keep the doors open and people come by they say i've walked by this my whole life i've never come in i'm oh, so yeah. glad i bet a lot to of come people in here so I, I invite everybody from across the uh across the region to come come on downtown right i mean it's still a vibrant wonderful place to visit to be part of you said 200 people generally are part of your congregation yeah i think that's the that's our membership today excellent well tom we're excited to have you back in studio it is a great pleasure i mean to think that you're there and the, the history of the church uh, the preaching, the teaching, the architecture, all that. I mean, we're, we're, it's a very necessary place that you provide for us in downtown Pittsburgh. So Thank you. keep going forward. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Tom Hall, First, First Presbyterian Church. What's the website? FPCP.org. First Presbyterian Church, Pittsburgh.org. And next year is our 250th anniversary. Mm, a reason to celebrate. For sure. My gosh. The, the oldest anything in yes. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Tom Hall, First God Presbyterian you, Church. God bless you. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old-time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too with lots of pumpkin creations pumpkin pie pumpkin cookies pumpkin bread pumpkin custard and even pumpkin black bean chili every october saturday features a family friendly meal and october sundays feature our 4-h hog roast with all the fixins plan to spend a memory making day on the farm at the spring house in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and I've trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Brickell and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. 
Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. A freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through late tomorrow morning. For tonight, partly cloudy skies. It'll be cold. There will be a freeze with a low of 31. Some sunshine expected for tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 49. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 35. Friday, partly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Friday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Of course, uh, this is um, Halloween season soon, right? You see the pumpkins that are everywhere, aren't they? And um, have you bought have you bought a pumpkin yet? I have not. Will you buy a pumpkin? I will. You will. I'm having um, a little Halloween party at my house. Are you? Tell mm-hmm. me that. Uh, so it's Monday night, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that if we were doing, that we would just make it the last Saturday of October. What do you mean? Halloween? That, the trick-or-treating part. Do you know, uh, with the community thing? Just set that up. Because I love to do that, and our community is a very fun one to be a part of, but it's just hard on a work night. Right. What? When is Halloween this year? Monday. Monday night. Yeah, you think they would make it like yeah, a Saturday. But it's confusing as it is anyway, because it, it is all over the map, right? People have like Halloween parades, and they do it like like a well, Saturday or can't, Friday. Can't we all just agree? No. Let's just you all agree, agree that we're going anything. to have trick-or-treating the last Saturday of October, and the day after the Super Bowl is vacation mm-hmm. for everybody. Yes. Well, um, you know, there's something I would say fascinating at least to me about getting a pumpkin and then sitting down if especially if you have little kids oh to carve it out to open it up yep. and to carve it right yep. mm-hmm. do you do that i got some special tools what at uh on a, like a clearance thing just recently i don't know if they're going to do anything at Wait, all I, you i thought you were like getting rid of things i i was but I figured I'm having this, you know, Halloween party. I should make it look like I'm celebrating the season. Well, you see the artistry. I mean, some people can really make their pumpkins no look absolutely kidding. beautiful, right? We're pretty basic. Are you? I mean... I kind of thought that maybe you'd go, like, full bore. I, I can't, the people who carve these pumpkins I know. Isn't now, that crazy? I mean, it's like Leonardo da Vinci and right. the pumpkins. Meanwhile, I just want the triangle That's eyes, what I'm doing. Right? Yeah, and I make a nice maybe, mouth. Maybe one tooth, and that's right, all I got Right, a couple of teeth, you. maybe, very much so. Anyway... Um, there's been some talk now because you know how this is. You spend all this time 
cleaning the pumpkin, sure. carving the pumpkin, sure. putting, you put a candle yep, inside or something always. like that, right? And then after a few days. It starts to sag. A little bit, which is kind of like, you know, sort of part of the effect in some ways, right? I love that first cut. Well, like when you take the top of the lid off and you pull the lid off and you smell that smell. I love that smell. Isn't that like beautiful? It's, I, it's right in my brain right now. You make pumpkin seeds? Yes, every mm-hmm. year without fail. Butter and salt? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I do olive oil and salt. Mm-hmm. I think it works a little better. All right. But you know, the pumpkins, oh, yeah, fabulous. One right? of the greatest smells ever. Mm-hmm. Lots of salt. Okay, so I'm reading today about, you know, to make your pumpkin last longer. This is their big tip. And I don't know why, and they don't go into it. Uh, this is from a Wire Cutter. They're saying that you should cut the pumpkin from the bottom. As opposed what? to from the top, because apparently if you cut a smaller hole where the pumpkin sits, sits, it tends to seal the pumpkin as opposed from, I don't know, this is just what wire cutters saying. Cut the pumpkin from the bottom, okay, not that, from the okay, stem. Okay, now here's the thing, though. Carving it is going to be a little difficult. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't no, be. No, it just no, falls inside. You've got to stick your hand in yeah. it. But cleaning it would be a little more difficult in a way. Because know. how? What are you going to do with the stem? On the stem's going to be on the bottom when you're cleaning it out. And you got to sort of like hold it in your lap. Oh, that seems like that would right? be no problem. Mm-hmm. Don't you always worry about when you're like cutting the pumpkin? Do you cut it? Because I was worried yes. like I'm going to like you know sever an artery. Up. Of course, right? Of course, right? Yes. You're trying to please the kids. All of a sudden, you're lying on the floor, writhing in pain, <laughs> bleeding out. What happened to dad? Right. Wasn't that? Yeah. Yeah, I I like the idea of of because you know the thing about peeling your bananas from the bottom. Do you not, you don't peel your bananas from the bottom? If you peel your bananas from the bottom, you don't get the stringies on the side. I don't care about this. Okay. Well, peeling them from the bottom just takes away that extra thing. Interesting. All right. But Always. you don't care. No, just throw it away. Right? Yeah. All right. What's next here for us? I want to tell you something that Karen breaking open how your pain becomes the path to living again. Jacob Armstrong on Deck Circle. Stay with us right home. Okay. W-O-R-D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. When you need your dollar to go further, you need the Original Mattress Factory. We hand-build our mattresses and box springs in our factories and sell them factory direct in our own stores. We cut out the middleman and pass the savings on to you. You get a better quality mattress at a better price compared to mainstream brands. When your wallet is feeling the squeeze everywhere from the gas pump to the grocery store, real value is more important than ever. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location today to see our factory direct difference for yourself. Experts estimate that return rates for some online mattress companies may be as high as 20%. That's because the only way to know if a mattress is the right fit for you is to test it out before you buy. The Original Mattress Factory's no-pressure shopping experience means you can take all the time you need to find the mattress that meets your needs. You can even see how we hand-build our products in our local factory showroom. Visit an OMF location near you to experience the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. From Kingstone Studios, no vacancy, an incredible true story comes to Salem now. Now they want to purchase a motel and turn it into a shelter for homeless families. A demoted journalist, a recovering addict, 
and a pastor fighting for the homeless find themselves at the end of hope. I got 45 signatures right here, Mayor, against this proposal from my neighborhood. Let's stop this! It's like the grapes of wrath. Starring T.C. Stallings, Sean Young, and Dean Kane. Feed the hungry and, and house the homeless. That's what we're supposed to do. It means you have tenants. You're going to have them leave today, or I'm going to terminate your lease. You didn't want to do this piece. Things change. You have to run it tomorrow. No, not a chance. The nicest thing anybody ever done for me. Streaming now. Find it at SalemNow.com. Welcome to Hope. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Breaking Open, How Your Pain Becomes the Path to Living Again. It's a new book by Jacob Armstrong. Uh, and I think just hearing the title, we all know what that feels like, right? The breaking. Um, and whether you feel like you're falling apart um, or you feel like you have fallen apart and there's no getting back. Um, when someone says there's hope for the future, you think, okay. Maybe I might pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Jacob Armstrong's written this book. Um, Jacob is joining us. He's the pastor of Providence Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. So, Jacob, we welcome you. Wow. Thanks, John and Kathy. I've been looking forward to talking with you and your audience. And thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure, Jacob. So, Jacob, in Breaking Open, you talk about something that you call the common ache. I love <laughs> this. I mean, and I think as soon as yeah. I hear that, the common ache, everybody gets it. Yeah, you know, I found I've been a pastor for about 20 years. I'm 40 years old, and um, I have, you know, been around people. And what I found is that we all sort of have that common ache, a longing for something else. And one thing that is is certainly common to all of us is that we face difficulty, suffering, and pain. So it's it's really not a a book that's a downer, but but like Kathy was just saying, that it's a hopeful way of looking at what everyone will face some moment in your life or moment if you're like me where you think you're over and you're going to break down but there's a different option what i like to call breaking open mm-hmm. what is that you know jacob i mean whether you're a believer or not everybody walks around with a hole in their heart i you know i know god calls us to fill that hole with things that are holy but that despair that everybody has, and it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, or if you're just, you know, right. a regular guy in the street, and especially now, it seems, it's, you know, everyone's common ache is amplified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a, that was such a learning experience for me of being a pastor and just living in a community for a long time. Is Like you said, no matter what your status is or, or who you are, you know, we all have something, whether it was an unexpected divorce or um, a big-time loss or tragedy. Uh, maybe something going on with a kid where our heart just aches and breaks. And what I see in the scriptures is most of our heroes are people who face some moment where they had a decision to make of sorts uh, through the grace of God that they could either uh, break down and it would be over, or they could allow their hearts to be open to God 
uh, be authentic, mourn, cry, fast, pray. Uh, and of course, our example is Jesus, who uh, encountered and lived and was a suffering servant and shows us, shows us the way. So our lives are not a path that are void of suffering and pain, but in fact, that's a part of the faithful Christian journey. And what I like to talk about is actually the way, I think, for the deepest and most meaningful life, to own that, to see it, and to let God use it. Okay, so what would that look like, Jacob? If we, you know, and I'm saying we, but I'm kind of speaking on behalf of John and me and everyone listening. Yeah, we all know this type of heartbreak. It just looks different Mm -hmm. in every life. Um, So what would it look like to take the heartbreak and to have mm-hmm. it remake us. What what, what do you think? Yeah. What, what, are there steps that you take? Is there a, an awareness you have? What's that like? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think uh, the first step is just noticing the ache, you know, just like we we're talking about. I think it is possible to just push and go fast enough that you don't, uh, you just sort of sit on top of the ache, I like to say. You maybe dip your toe into it from time to time. Uh, but there's these moments in life where we notice it, and that's it. That's the moment. So first step, I would say, notice the ache. And the second one is to then interrupt the pace of your life. I think our tendency is to push harder, go faster, uh, especially when we're, when we're feeling, feeling some pain. And so uh, interrupting our pace, doing something that changes that, uh, leads to what I would call the third step, and that is to create some space. So one biblical character I, I think exemplifies this perfectly is Nehemiah. Hmm. Nehemiah is known for you know going and rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, restoring the city, restoring the people. But his story starts with him on the ground. Uh, in the first chapter, it says Nehemiah, when he heard of the condition of Jerusalem, mourned and fasted and prayed on the ground. So that to me sounds like a breakdown. <laughs> you know, hmm. um, if, if you find me on the ground for several days, uh, something something is, is not good. Uh, but what Nehemiah does when that interruption happens in his life, he had a good life. He cut bare to the king. Everything was going well. But that interruption in his heart led to some space, a time period where he really uh, sat in it and brought it to God. So that, that to me is the first step, Kathy, is just saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create some space in my life, uh, some stopping uh, where I can look at this and be authentic and real about my pain. And then there's some some cool stuff we can do after that, which is telling other people about it, you know. Telling other people. So you say, okay, so I, I get this. So then community is key to mm-hmm. looking at your pain and, and breaking open. Yeah, for sure. You know, for me, I, I opened my book with a story uh, about a, a, young, a young guy that I uh, was ministering to as a student pastor who uh, committed suicide. And it, it broke my heart, really broke my life. I was the last person that he talked to. And I went into a real darkness. I felt like God really couldn't use me anymore. Um, but my, uh, my step in coming out of that was finally uh, talking to my brother about it, my older brother. Um, and that community and connection where I finally was able to just share my pain. Uh, I didn't really even know how to talk about my emotions at that time, yeah. uh, but I knew something wasn't right. And so I broke open to my older brother, um, and that led me to a path where year, I still grieve that loss, right? But there has been healing that I found by, by walking a path with Jesus in that suffering. Breaking Open is the new book, How Your Pain Becomes the Path to Living Again. We're talking to author Jacob Armstrong. Uh, Jacob, you know, my heart goes out to people who are listening to this who don't have a community. You know, you were talking about mm-hmm. how essential that is. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people, yeah. especially since COVID, don't go out. 
They work at home. They stayed home. Their interaction is with somebody at the grocery store at the checkout line. Yep. So there's a lot of isolation. There's a tremendous amount of loneliness. And um, so I guess I want to ask you how, you know, I want to ask you how, what your awareness of that is with people in your congregation or people you've talked to in the writing of the book. Um, and I guess I also want to ask just about the the perfect companionship that God offers to us when we really don't have anyone. Mm, it's so good. And it's certainly my experience. You know, like a lot of places, our church life and community life totally changed a couple of years ago. And in so many ways, we're still walking out of that. And most often now when I'm talking to folks um, and hearing about what they're going through, really underneath a lot of it is just that isolation and disconnection. Um, even if they've re-entered the world in some kind of ways, we're still sort of <laughs> carrying with us a lot of us um, that disconnection and isolation that we've had. So, yeah, uh, a couple of things. One is, uh, you know, I do encourage people to, to try and take one step you know, within their own health considerations and that kind of thing uh, to reconnecting or connecting with the first time, whether that would be with a, a church body, which I think is a great way to do that, or, or some other place where they can get people connection. But um, as you just uh, beautifully mentioned, what this book is about is finding an abiding connection with Jesus, who even when we feel like everyone has abandoned us and left us, um, which usually isn't the case, but we can definitely feel that way, that he is that companion. If you're at home right now, you know, listening to this radio show as a, as a lifeline, which I, which I know that it is to so many, that, that Jesus' presence uh, is with us in a real way. Very quickly, I went through something very difficult last year with a health uh, problem. I was at home for two or three months out wow. of work. And what I found, what I found when all that was stripped away, uh, is that Jesus was more near to me and more real to me than I had ever known before. I mean, the, the model's there, right? I mean, Jesus could have just said, oh, here, uh, I'm going to fix everything in my life. I mean, I see everybody, you know, everyone's turned against me. I'm headed towards the cross. Uh, he was broken open, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah. So Jesus uh, going to the cross, it seemed like the end moment. It seemed like everything was over, of course. And then uh, this the beautiful breaking open moment was the tomb. You know, a tomb is supposed to signify death. It's supposed to signify the, the eternal isolation of a human. And Jesus turned that upside down through his resurrection. The tomb was broken open and Jesus walked out of it. And I think that's what gives us the resurrection power is what gives us in anything we face any tomb that we might find ourselves, if that's isolation or loneliness right now or grief, that Jesus' resurrection power uh, gets us walking out. You know, in Romans it says it's the same spirit which conquered sin and death on the cross now lives in you. You are free, you know, so we have that freedom through him. Yeah, and as you were talking, I was thinking about Hebrews. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. So it wasn't that he was, you know, some kind of, you know, super mastermind, um, you know, it was that he knew what was coming. And so that gave him the courage to do what he had to do, which is a really human way of talking about Jesus. You know, you'd say, well, you know, he's God. He he knew what it was. He he got the whole situation. But the writer of Hebrews doesn't talk about it that way. It was, you know, he was a man of sorrows and he Mm -hmm. needed to have hope. Right. That's and if, and if Jesus needed to have hope, then we all need need it. (laughs) Exactly. And the context of that verse is saying, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. So there's the the community again, even though our eyes are fixed on Jesus, 
it's, there's also the strength and power in the connection of the people who we can see and the people who uh, who have gone before us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor, thanks. I mean, we appreciate your honesty and your wisdom here and your writing with Breaking Open, How Your Pain Becomes the Path to Living Again. In this sad and uh, brutal world that we live in, mm-hmm. we, we all need that. For sure we do. What a thrill. Thanks, John and Kathy. I appreciate the time and wish you guys a, a great afternoon and evening. Thank you, Pastor. Pleasure's been ours. Jacob Armstrong. Breaking open. How your pain becomes the path to living again. Amen to that, boy. I need it. We need it. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. Don't wait. Call now. 800-506-5803. 800-506-5803. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. The coming midterms may be the most important election in the history of our country. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Now is your chance to help freedom win. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October, the best minds in conservative media and thought will dissect the coming election. Learn who is on the right side. Join us for a vigorous discussion about the issues that are so crucial to you, your family, and community. The economy and inflation, the border crisis, our civil rights under attack, higher taxes, and the effects the Biden administration is having on this country. The Battleground Talkers Tour will be something you never forget and could make the difference in this coming election. Join us. Wired Differently presents Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 20th at the Double Tree by Hilton and Green Tree. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Abernathy and Hagerman Law. All right, get ready for the big chill. Winter's coming in. 
And, of course, we're all, I think, going to get a cold shock when we get our first heating bills. According to a report released last week by the United States Energy Information Administration, bundle up and set your thermostat at 68 degrees or prepare to pay a bundle. Average U.S. household spending will increase for all heating fuels this winter, October through March, including natural gas, which will rise 28%. Heating oil, 27%. Electricity, 10%. And propane, 5%. Blame higher oil and natural gas prices from demand outstripping supply. Coal plant shutdowns in particular have increased demand for natural gas to generate power. Households with gas-powered furnaces will spend about 31% less than those with electric furnaces Mm, or heat pumps. Democrats want all Americans to switch to heat pumps, but... Heating with electricity costs more than gas. And I and it's not good for the environment either. Heat pumps are also less efficient in colder mm-hmm. climes. That's one reason 4 million households in the Northeast still rely on oil mm-hmm. to heat their homes. Of course, uh, another reason is the, the blockade on pipelines transporting natural sure. gas from Appalachia. So uh, the bad news is inflation's here. And so are increased heating prices abounding. Not only that, John, but I'm here to tell you about the pumpkin spice tax that you're paying if you like that sort of thing. I don't. I don't. I'll avoid the pumpkin spice tax. Gary, how do you feel about the pumpkin spice latte? Come on, Gary. Don't do that. I only had one once. And oh, there's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on sweet drinks usually. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. So Gary. Good. I drank uh, my coffee black. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, the three of us had the pumpkin spice latte at the same time. The three of us. Right. I had the cold version. I believe you guys had the hot version. We did have lattes. Uh, we salute, Was that last year? We salute our former producer, Christy Stockdale, who mm-hmm. caused us to do this thing. Let me say this. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Yeah, it, me too. It was super sweet. Yeah. It was. But I thought that I would take a drink of it. I was basically doing it to mollify her. Well, she was generous in her purchasing of this. And I was trying to be nice. Right. I ended up drinking the whole thing mm-hmm. did you of course <laughs> i mean i may complain about it but i'm still gonna do it <laughs> the pumpkin spice tax john is yeah. built into the price of dozens of flavored foods and grocery products according to today's cbs news lattes croissant hummus pumpkin spice hummus that sounds gross Why is there a tax? because they're causing you to pay 14 percent more just for the privilege of having a pumpkin spice item versus a traditional variety of the same product who is who's who's forcing us uh, the, the pumpkin the, spice lobby no the people who make things oh really so it's like Producers. a premium so it's like premium gas yes it's like that so oh, you're paying more for the pumpkin spice hummus oh. than you would be for the regular mediterranean hummus because it's How about starbucks do you pay more oh, for oh, that? well wonder. there's i don't i don't of course believe i paid 508 today for a Flat white. A, Did you really? A, five a bucks. Tall, a tall flat white. The small one. Five oh eight for a cup of coffee. Yeah, five bucks. Demand for fall flavors has been rising since Starbucks, of course, started all of this. As you said, it was 19 years ago that they premiered the pumpkin spice latte, and it's been so popular that just this year they've recently launched what it calls a pumpkin portal, where customers can take quizzes about Starbucks products and other trivia. Oh yeah, great. Uh huh. Mm. Yes. Um, so it was unique when it started, says Starbucks. Um, they've sold 500 million pumpkin-flavored lattes since the inception. Cha-ching. 
Can you heat your house with it? I, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good. It'd question. be more expensive though. The yeah. pumpkin spice latte, in answer to Gary's question, though, costs six dollars forty-five cents, eighteen percent more than Starbucks charges for a regular sixteen ounce drink. Six forty-five for a pumpkin spice mm-hmm. latte. Eighteen more than the five dollars and forty-five cents that you would pay for the other thing. Right. What the heck? Pumpkin spice pretzels are available at Trader Joe's. Um, that is a large markup, a whopping 161% higher than the other uh, teeny tiny pretzels. And that doesn't even sound good to me. No. Forget it. Forget the pumpkin spice. We can just do fine without it, right? You could get the Whole Foods Market Spiced Pumpkin Pancake Waffle Mix. Mm-hmm. You could do the pumpkin bisque from Trader Joe's. Or you could try the pumpkin cheesecake Right. Okay, here's my advice. Put on a sweater and drink water. That's like the dullest. <laughs> it's a spare fall winter. It's I've a spare ever winter. Heard of things are expensive. Good grief. Don't you want to stay alive? Yeah, but at what cost? Drink water. Put on a sweater. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden dismissing claims by critics that his administration has stopped or slowed domestic oil production. We're producing 12 million barrels of oil per day. And by the end of this year, we will be producing 1 million barrels a day, more than the day in which I took office. Mr. Biden formally announcing the release of 15 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve today. Meanwhile, Heritage Foundation research fellow Katie Tubb Tells the Salem Radio Network, this drawdown is a political ploy on the part of the president. It's unfortunate because that's not the purpose of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, the, the reserve is not meant to uh, help a president with his polling numbers. It, it's being abused right now. The Biden administration is seen as pulling out all the stops ahead of next month's midterm elections. This is SRN News. Uncle Ryan, the news. We need a watchdog. A panic room. Because mortgage rates have gotten higher? But the news, Uncle Ryan. It's like the British are coming. Or worse, a birthday catastrophe. I'm sorry. I can't say that word, catastrophe. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, we're going heavy on the jokes to make a point. Mortgage rates are up. And no, it's not optimal for anyone. But there is another reality. Life does go on. Maybe you're ready for your first home your dream home, or maybe it's time to downsize. Life goes on. Rates have been higher in the past, and good people still need new homes. The point we want to make is, if you buy a new home this year, and you don't use our direct lender advantage, which can often save you monthly and lifelong money, along with us paying $1,000 of your closing costs, you'd be crazier than a watchdog in a panic room. See what we did there? We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. And a lesson 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. You were created for a purpose. Geneva College can help you find it, follow it, and fulfill it. As you boldly answer God's call to live faithfully and intentionally in service to others. Together with Geneva, you'll embark on a journey of discovery with professors and peers who are integrating faith and learning thinking constructively and creatively as you learn to understand your world develop expertise in your field of study and find meaning and purpose in your life's work 
ranked one of the best value schools in regional universities north by U.S. News and World Report, Geneva offers over 195 undergraduate majors and programs to help you discover the compelling significance of God's calling. Geneva College, you were made for this. Explore what interests you at geneva.edu slash academics. What happened to quality customer service? These days, it feels like most companies just treat you like a number. It can be difficult to find a real human to speak to when you have a question or need assistance. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have a customer-focused philosophy. We offer an educational, no-pressure shopping experience because we want to help you find the right mattress for you, whether you buy from us or not. Visit an Original Mattress Factory today to see the difference quality customer service makes. OriginalMattress.com Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. A freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through late tomorrow morning. For tonight, partly cloudy skies. It'll be cold. There will be a freeze with a low of 31. Some sunshine expected for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 49. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 35. Friday, partly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Friday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. People are cool. People are kind and generous at heart. I know Mm -hmm. this to be true. Here's a story about a a farmer, uh, Farmer Scott Legreed, and uh, he was driving uh, to pick up some gravel for his neighbor in this uh, farming community in Frost, Minnesota. This was in mid-August. Driving down the road, a country road, when a German shepherd puppy ran into the middle of the road. So the greed swerved to miss the dog, sending his pickup truck uh, off the road and into a cornfield ditch. He says, I got knocked out. Did he out. hit the dog? No, he did not. Okay. He missed the dog. But he said, I got knocked out. And when I came to, uh, I couldn't move. He said, I couldn't even reach up to get my cell phone from the dash of my pickup truck. I remember saying, he says, Lord, I'm going to need some help here in the next five or ten, ten minutes. Please, Lord, send me some help. Well, a woman was driving through the area. She came upon the scene. She called 911. So he went to the hospital with a broken shoulder blade and a, collar, a broken collarbone, seven broken ribs. Oh, my gosh. And two cracked vertebrae and a collapsed <gasps> lung and a concussion. Oh, my gosh. Doctor said to him, uh, you're going to need several months to recover before you can drive a tractor. He said his first thought was, well, um, this is my farm, and I've got the occasional help of two seasonal workers, but the October harvest is just six away, six weeks away. So how is he going to bring in his 600 acres oh my of soybeans and corn, which is his only source of income? Well, the answer came October 4th 
when more than a dozen farmers from Frost and in surrounding towns showed up at his farm with their combines, their trucks, their green wagons, and they made short work of harvesting his soybean crop. Then they told him they would return later in the month to bring in his corn. He says, uh, this is a busy time of year for farmers, so it meant the world to me. But I guess I really wasn't surprised. I'm blessed to live in a community where people have each other, have always looked out for each other. He's a third-generation farmer. His wife passed away a few years ago. They, they were childless. He said he was also the recipient of his town's kindness when his uh, father died of cancer at harvest time. He lives in the same house. Uh, was built in 1920 that his father grew up in, his grandfather grew up in. The town of Frost, which has a population of 198, uh, one bank, one restaurant, one church. It's in south-central Minnesota, about five miles from the Iowa border. And he said, God bless the people in this town. That is an awesome story. Where's the town? Uh, Frost, Minnesota. Frost, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened to the puppy? Yeah, they don't talk about the puppy. Because the puppy just ran off like Mm -hmm. he didn't realize anything happened. Yep, yeah. I'm sure people knew who that dog's, you know, it's a little puppy. So somebody had a a litter of puppies, of German Shepherd puppies. Someone knew who that dog was, right? They don't talk about it, though. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, my wife's from a farming family. I mean... You are so far away from people in that farm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people are miles away from you sometimes. You need each other more than any time. Have you watched Clarkson's Farm? Uh, I have watched it a few episodes. It's ridiculous. It is, you know, it's, this is a show that's produced by the BBC, but you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who made his career and his fame in Top Gear and then on the, the Grand Tour when it moved to Amazon... Um, bought a thousand acre farm uh, in, and, England. in England and he decided to do a set of um, he writes a one column per week in the newspaper mm-hmm. and he writes about farming and by the way they're wonderful wonderful columns um, but he decided that he would do a mini series on you know what his it was, lack of experience exactly and it what? is hilarious but as with a lot of things he does it's also incredibly beautiful mm-hmm. and touching yeah. it's a re- it's a wonderful thing it has won a ton of awards how many episodes Britain. have you seen uh i've seen all of them have you oh yeah how many 10 10 episodes i think yeah. i've seen three episodes the second season is just about to come okay. out okay i mean it is beautiful because you you do you do see the english countryside oh it's a gorgeous show now of course watch. you know jeremy clarkson if you don't know being jeremy clarkson he's a bit of a gadfly he likes to poke the hive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first episode, th- they show him arriving at this farm that he has. I'm sure it was a recent purchase, a very wealthy man, obviously. Yeah, clearly. He bought a Lamborghini tractor. Right. Which is massive. Which everyone mocked him for. Because, I mean, it's gigantic. It, it didn't fit in the barn. It doesn't ride on the roads in England. It's just massive. But he, you know, he's a car guy, so he bought a Lamborghini tractor thinking, oh, this is going to be super cool. Right. I mean, stuff like that happens. It's very funny. Yeah. It's also amazing. But it does, uh, since I know nothing about farming, it has, like, opened my eyes to Mm. the very, very basic stuff. I'll have to go back to that. I'm glad you brought this up. Very, very basic stuff about what what it's like to rely. And there's one episode where he actually... um, does the books oh oh right right i think i saw that yeah so this is what we've put in this is how much all these things cost and at the end he says well i'm 
I'm not making any money at all. No, he's losing money. I'm not right. right. I, I, I'm not now. Fortunately, he doesn't have to make money. But the point is, right. make, what do we do with all the farmers in the UK who are not making money? Who are not making money? Right. My, uh, as I said, my wife, um, she is part of a farming family, and the farm was sold a few years ago. Lots of tears were shed there. But as the farm was being sold, she inherited the family farm diaries which are unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. Her grandmother and then her great-grandmother kept these daily tallies of what happened on the farm. And you can pick the, you know, you just go into a box, pick up a diary from 1929 and open up any page, and it's in great detail about what's happening in the farm. I mean, it's just a, a real slice of Americana. I loved it so much. The t- interesting thing is, for me at least, they were successful farmers. So she is the farmer's wife. You would, you know, you would go to like a Saturday where she, the farmer's wife, would go into town with her kids and they would make a day of it. Like she would have her hair done. Mm. They would, you know, go and buy school supplies. There was always, you sort of like saw the cream of what it was because the farmers themselves, they're not writing a diary. They're busy. But, right. but she details yeah. the work that these guys did. And a lot of this, of course, was pre-modern farming techniques. Sure. So it was just oh my gosh. incredible work. Like hard, dawn to dust. hard work. Yeah. And of course, these guys died at an early age. Many of these guys from from lung disease because they're out there in the fields and all, breathing in all that all stuff. All that stuff all the time. Yeah. Her grandfather, great grandfather. Just fascinating stuff. Anyway, small town USA. It still exists. There are still wonderful people out there providing the food that sits on our table at dinner time. Ruth Haley Barton on Deck Circle, embracing the rhythms of work and rest. How do you make the best of both? We'll talk about it next. Right home. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps' base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file lawsuits seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-860-3973. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve. And you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-860-3973. That's 800-860-3973. Again, 800-860-3973. Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? 
For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure, a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace Open Enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family. For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-865-2266. That's 1-800-865-2266. 1-800-865-2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Learn who's on the right side. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour coming in October as the best minds in conservative media and thought dissect the coming midterm election. Wired Differently presents Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Abernathy and Hagerman Law. Well, uh, we're, we're waiting for uh, Ruth Haley Barton to, uh, to join us, and uh, we're efforting that. But uh, until she does, I saw something which I think is, is right up... Um, Our alley. Yeah, a lot of people here in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, of course, you know the Post-Gazette is on strike. Mm-hmm. So just started I, yesterday. I sort of delve into Post-Gazette content. I mean, for the writers, it started yesterday. Right. But here's a writer, uh, Hal Klein, who wrote this today for the Post-Gazette. The best classic restaurants in the city of Pittsburgh. The best classic restaurants. Okay, so this is the best rest. This is not the best restaurants of all time in the city of Pittsburgh. No, these no. are the classics. He says this. Al Smith, Hal, Hal Klein says it's exciting to talk about what's new. Indeed, it's pretty mind blowing to think about the transformation of the scope of restaurant offerings here in the city of Pittsburgh over the last decade or so. Even so. He said, I found myself thinking a lot about the establishments that have remained relevant for much, and in some cases, much, 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 much longer than a decade. He said, I'm looking for restaurants that were at least 30 years old, as it happens. And uh, the youngest on this list is 39. I wanted restaurants with a sense of history, a character, a place that transports you to another era when you arrive. I wanted to find businesses that um, were available and open. And we're going to come back to that that topic. But uh, in our efforting, it looks as though that We've been uh, successful. we have uh, found Ruth Haley Barton. All right. Ruth Haley Barton has a new workout called Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest. I bet Ruth would enjoy going to one of those Heck restaurants. yeah. Who doesn't like about? to own a nice restaurant? From Sabbath to sabbatical and back again. Ruth Haley Barton is founding president of the Transforming Center, a spiritual formation ministry to pastors and Christian leaders. She's written a bunch of books. I'm just going to highlight the one that I love so much, which is called Strengthening the Soul of your leadership. Ruth, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be here. Our pleasure, Ruth. Okay, Ruth, uh, we've just come through, and I would say the COVID era may not have ended, but for a lot of us, it was a forced period of sabbatical and rest. Is that true? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is not true. (laughs) Um, I think we worked harder than we've ever worked before. There was this boundaryless existence where you're just on Zoom call after Zoom call after Zoom call. I think that, you know, all of us now are just more tired than we've ever been Mm -hmm. because we worked in different ways, and now we don't know how to get ourselves back into sane rhythms. 
of work and rest and any sort of boundaries between our personal life and our work life. Um, and I think that there is a residual exhaustion from trying to figure stuff out, especially if you're a leader. You are making decisions that you never were prepared to make, and so you've come through a season where the decision-making load and weight on your life has been so heavy. I know I feel that way yep. as um, a leader in my own organization. I've never had to make so many hard decisions in my life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we need the sabbatical. We haven't gotten it yet. Boy, we, every time we hear the word sabbatical, both Kath and I, oh we nod our head. And I know people who get sabbaticals and you think, oh, man, you're going to step away. Get, how can I get one of those? Three months, six months. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we all had a sabbatical? I mean, okay. So, mm-hmm. Ruth, I'm glad you bring this up because I find myself, and here's the weird thing, like it's late at night and sometimes it's one o'clock in the morning and I have to resist the urge to send out an email, even though I need the information because yeah. I'm embarrassed to let people know that I'm doing this at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I've been there and I resemble that, unfortunately. <laughs> so if you're doing that or if you're tempted to do that, mm-hmm. that means that you are a particular type of person. Um, and I'm including myself in that. I'm including John in that. Ruth, I, you know, I've read enough of your work to know I'm including mm-hmm. you in that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And let me back up and say that when I got married, um, it was really difficult for me because um, when we were doing like our premarital counseling, my husband was like, you know, I think it's important to observe the Sabbath. And I thought that that meant going to church. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I am all in for that. And he was like, great. And he's like, but I I think we should like really, you know, like, what does that mean to you? And I said, well, of course, it means going to church. And uh, he said, well, what if it was bigger than that? Like, what if it was that we're just not like that's going to be a special day? Anyway, Ruth, it took him so long to convince me to do that because that went Mm -hmm. that totally went against my outlook. I work in a church. So Sunday has always been a work day for me. Um, And so I just I just I don't know. I just worked all the time anyway. So fast forward. My husband and I have been married 29 years. Observing the Sabbath has saved our family. There is no doubt about it. I mean, it was that radical of a choice at the time that became something that we all looked forward to so much. Now, I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't give that up for anything in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And how wonderful that he had the vision for that and was able to impart it to you and you were willing. Because that's the way I start out this book, is uh, the new book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, is by making the statement that I don't think I'd be here today if it wasn't for either. the practice of the Sabbath. Um, and that um, I love a lot of spiritual practices, but this is the one that saves me. This hmm. is the one that saves me week by week by week. So is it an ego thing? Is it a pride thing? Or is it just our, our stubbornness that we refuse to give ourselves a Sabbath or a sabbatical? You know, that is such an important question, and when I sit with people on this topic after we've cast the vision about the gift that it is and how important it is, but then, you know, people like to talk about it, but they're not necessarily practicing it, and then to ask them to reflect on that very question, what's going on inside me that's causing me to resist this gift? Because that is what it is. It's it's God's gift to us as 
as his creatures, like we're the creatures, he's the creator, and it's God's gift knowing what we need. Why do we resist it? And so I think it's a lot of things. I think it is grandiosity that we think we don't need it, um, that we think we're beyond it, that we think only people who aren't important or have nothing to do can take a Sabbath. <laughs> you know, so there's a sort of grandiosity. We think we're indispensable. We think the world can't do without us if we're resting one day a week. We might also have this sense that um, – we have to because the rest of the world is working and are people going to pass me by? Am I not going to get enough done? Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, sometimes that concern that we have that we just can't fit our work into the six days. And then, you know, there's no support culturally for it either. You know, we're living in a culture that encourages and now, you know, with technology as well, supporting this idea that we can work 24 seven and our work is available to us, you know, seven days a week. And, the stimulation of life in our culture is available through our phones all the time. Yep. So life in our culture isn't supporting it either. So all of those factors, I think, play into why it feels hard and in some cases impossible. Yes. So then, Ruth, talk about this, embracing rhythms of work and rest. How do you cast the vision? What is that vision? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, first of all, for some of us stubborn types, we have to get to a place of desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do talk about my own place of getting to desperation. I've been teaching many other spiritual pra- practices, but actively resisting the Sabbath um, for, you know, many of the reasons that I just mentioned. Uh, and, you know, and the truth is I wanted to work. I wanted to achieve, especially mm-hmm. when I was younger. And so I didn't want to give up a day for God or anybody else. You know, it's really embarrassing to admit that because I am a good Christian, but, you know, I didn't I, I was actively resisting it. Um, but then I started to get tired enough, and I started to read beautiful books on the Sabbath, and I thought, well, I, I don't think I can have that. I think it's too impossible for me, but I'm still going to read about it and let myself be moved by it. But I think we, we do begin by allowing ourselves to feel our desire and our desperation for a way of life that works. We allow ourselves to feel our tiredness and how the pace of our lives are wearing us out. And we allow our desire to deepen into a place of um, intentionality where we say, you know what, it feels really impossible to me, but God is giving this gift. I believe God wants this for me. I'm going to trust God that if I start to walk in that direction, God's going to meet me, and God's going to help me to figure out how to live a Sabbath life in my own situation. So I think mm-hmm. it really does begin with this kind of gut-level honesty about where we are and what we long for. Um, I also cast the vision from Scripture as well. Um, because Sabbath, the Sabbath rhythm is a part of who God is. It started with God. It's the way God chose to do God's life, um, to work six days. God actually created rest on the seventh day, from what we understand from Jewish tradition. There's this belief that God created rest and peace and tranquility, so that we don't even have to create it. It already exists so that we can enter mm-hmm. into it. And that when we practice Sabbath, we are actually participating in God's very nature. I think that's really exciting, you know, that we're participating with God in something that God has ordained. Um, And then, you know, I do talk about the fact that Sabbath in its original gifting to the people of Israel was given to them as liberation from their life, um, being, being oppressed by the pharaohs and by the taskmasters. And that while we might think of Sabbath as being a very soft sort of discipline, it's actually a, a, a discipline that enables us to resist those places where we are in bondage. Even today, 
we are in bondage to life in our culture. Mm-hmm. We're in bondage to our own inner drivenness. Mm-hmm. And the Sabbath can show us the way out of our bondage. I mean, it's, it's a practice that helps us to practice liberation. Wow. wow. <laughs> so exciting in that way. <laughs> the new book is called Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, From Sabbath to Sabbatical and Back Again. We're talking to author Ruth Haley Barton. Um, Ruth, I, you know, in my own life, when I look back on my resistance to observing the Sabbath, it was just an overestimation of my importance in the world. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I really think that's what it was. I just felt like, well, I have to do this. And you think, right. what? Like, wh- why am I that important? Who's going to miss you? Who's going to, right. Like, what in the world? But yeah. that, that I, and I, I hesitate to say that out loud. In fact, I didn't want to actually say that on the radio. And then I thought, well, who am I trying to kid? True confession. That, yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's grandiosity. Like, you know, we named it as grandiosity or a feeling of indispensability. Um, and, and you know, you mentioned pride. Um, Eric, you mentioned pride. I think there is a certain level of pride yeah. that that causes us to think that we can live outside of God's bounds for us, outside of God's way for us, yeah. you know, as though we know ourselves better than God does. And, and Ruth, I think for a lot of people, and I think for, probably for all of us, when we do, okay, say say we say, okay, this Sunday I will I will go into a Sabbath day of rest. I get twitchy, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. want to be, yeah. it's hard for me to sit in silence and to break that pattern. I reach for my phone or I want to, you know, there's, the patterns are difficult to break. There's got to be a, a, I don't know how you do that. Do you, do you know how to do that well? How to like sort of just... I'll sit and be still. Well, that I'm really glad that you brought that up because there's a little bit of a misconception that Sabbath is the same thing as solitude and silence, and it's really not. Mm. Sabbath is a communal practice. Solitude, by definition, is time with God and God alone. Sabbath, by definition, is a communal practice that we enter into with those closest to us. It's a time for delighting in God's good gifts to us. It is a time for rest and ceasing our normal work. But it is a time for delight. It's not sitting around, you know, being quiet necessarily. Hmm. Um, and so one of the ways to shift our thinking is to realize that we're being given this opportunity to think about what we delight in. You know, in, in Isaiah 58, God talks about, you know, if you call the Sabbath a delight, you know, there's the word delight that's associated with Sabbath keeping. So we get to have a day when we get to think about what we delight in and then fill up our day with the things that we actually delight in. Who wouldn't want a day like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of reframes it, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. I'm all for it. Okay. So then, look, I mean, you're a bit of a powerhouse here. And, and plus, you've got people surrounding you who are invested in you, who need you in some way, maybe for their livelihood. I mean, is a Sabbath something that's really uh, on your calendar that at some point you go, I'm going to shut it down and step away for six months or a year? Oh, yes. When we talk about sabbatical, yes. Um, they have to, Sabbaticals have to be planned for, uh, um, and I've, I've received two, and I think about them as a gift. So I say received. I have received the gift mm-hmm. of two sabbaticals. And um, one came up quickly during COVID when we realized that our whole, whole organization was going to have to go dormant because we could no longer do the basic thing that we do, which is lead retreats. So that one came up quickly, but we saw a place out there to grab it, and we grabbed it. But it still took real planning, um, and our staff in particular, it was, you know, an expression of their love and their commitment to this way of life that we were able to brainstorm how the tasks could get done and who was responsible for what and what the chain of command would be. We were very intentional about how we entered into that, and 
um, it did it it did happen. And I, my commitment to our board, because our board was the one who you know gifted me with a sabbatical, and we were very clear that it was a time for ceasing my work. So I would not be um, available in any way. I was not on email. I was not to write for publication. Um, and you know, and and I'm forever grateful for the love of my board who said we want you to have this and for the love of the staff who said we will step up and step in and take care of things while you're away. And it does take planning, but you can do it. And I think even that confronts the leader's feeling of indispensability. Fabulous. You know, to know that I could step away yeah. means that I'm not, I'm, 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 you know, not indispensable. Yes. Okay. Well, just one more thing, Ruth. So in that fourth sabbatical, did you see the nature of your creativity alter in some way? Well, what I what I knew the time was for was for dropping down into a place where I wasn't doing that sort of thing for anybody else. Mm. I was only doing it for myself with God. It was really intimate, I must say, between me and God, because I knew that nothing that I was going to be doing and saying was going to be for public consumption, but it was just between me and God. And that was so freeing for someone like me who lives a public life to know that there was this privacy. I will say that the privacy of it was one of the best things about it, dropping out of the public uh, sphere and then going into this really intimate place with God where whatever, and I did write, but I wrote in a journal and I wrote for me and God. I wrote between me and God. That was it. And it just meant I could tell deeper truths. Um, it, It meant that I could wait for God to meet me in those places. I could write about what I needed to write about for days on end so that all the deeper stuff could come out. Um, It meant I wasn't being scrutinized by anybody. I didn't have to take care of anybody because God was taking care of me. It's an amazing experience to to drop out like that and go into a very hidden and very protected, almost a womb-like existence, a cocoon even is what I called it in the book. Like you kind of spin a cocoon around yourself and you're just there, you know. Um, with God. And there's even a certain kind of disintegration, like disintegration happens within a cocoon before the caterpillar, you know, is reconstructed into a butterfly. And there's even for leaders, people who are used to a public life, people who are used to achieving and, you know, functioning at a high level, there's almost a disintegration that happens in the beginning as you're letting go of that identity. Hmm. It sounds really, really good. It does. Ruth Haley (laughs) Barton is talking about embracing rhythms with work and rest from Sabbath to sabbatical and back again. Um, Ruth, on your way uh, out of this segment, I just want to tell you how much I appreciated strengthening the soul of your leadership, which I read at least 10 years ago. And Mm. it really really changed my perspective on uh, on working in, in, in a church. And so I just, I'm grateful I have the chance Thanks, to tell you how good it was. Now, here's the only problem. When we say uh, to management, hey, we'd like to have a sabbatical, Ruth said it would be good for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ask people not to take a Ruth Haley Barton book and beat, their, <laughs> beat people over the head with it, if possible. So just be gentle. Be gentle with them when you introduce this idea. No. <laughs> That's Ruth Haley no. Barton. Check out her new book, Embracing Rhythms of of work and rest from Sabbath to sabbatical. Thank you, and Ruth. Back again. Very, very nice. Take a quick break, come back. The daily feature. Does this make sense? That's next. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot. But then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road mm-hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, 
the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists mm-hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless on campus People come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality mm-hmm. of these students. This is an A+. Plus. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-333-1750 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-333-1750 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you he's on meds too call 800-333-1750 800-333-1750 Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times, 51, 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. A freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through late tomorrow morning. For tonight, partly cloudy skies. It'll be cold. There will be a freeze with a low of 31. Some sunshine expected for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 49. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 35. Friday, partly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Friday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Riding at nominal speed in the left lane on a highway. No. No. 55 is not for the left-hand lane. Please pull over into the right-hand lane. Because I'm in the left-hand lane. Mm -hmm. And I'm right behind you. And I'm not doing 55. And now there's five people behind me. Right. Because you can't get out of the left lane. Now, I'm not espousing the joy of speeding. I'm not saying I need to be going 85, but I don't want to be going 55 either. If 
and and you being in the left lane ahead of me is impeding me and all of the friends I but have. But you know that happens all the time. It happens every mm-hmm. single night on mm-hmm. my way home from work. <laughs> now, then you have to have a battle with yourself. Like, I've lost that battle. Oh no, no. Why? You're stuck. You're I hemmed in. I just can't. I I have to find a way to get out. I do. Mm-hmm. I have. To, I I I will. Don't you ever just surrender? Just I, say, okay, I'm nope. just stuck. I'm stuck. No, because it makes me so mad because mm. there, you shouldn't be in the left lane. Yeah, but you can't preach to that person. You, you need to... a sabbatical. Oh, you yeah. do need a sabbatical. Yeah, you do. I yeah, can see you're right. your nerves are afraid. I can't stand that. Mm. I can't. That makes no sense. Well, you'll get no argument from me on that. There are three lanes, John. Mm, yeah. If you're well, going... there's two. It's a lot of time. No, I'm talking about the area where I'm going. Okay, I got three. three. Right, right, right. Okay. 55 is not for the left. Right. And then you pass the person and they're on their phone. <laughs> that happens more than 50% of, course it does. of the time. Right. Of course it does. Yeah. Because you have to look at the person, don't right. you? No, you do. You have to look you at the person. You need to register your disgust. You know, right. Oh, I'm telling you. And Sebastian exactly. Maniscalco says, what kind of person? I what does s- someone look like right. who does something like right. that? Right. I see them. And then you you see them and you go, oh, now oh, I understand. Yeah, it's that kind of. I got of that. Of course. Yeah. Now I understand. I got your whole life in yeah. front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and my superior attitude. Yes. Right. All right, does this make sense? Hmm. Chewing tobacco. Now, hold wow. on. Wow, because now we're in baseball playoffs. Exactly. Now, I'm watching a game. Yeah. I can't believe guys are actually spitting in a cup still. Spitting in the cups. I've got a friend who, who still chews. He tells me, he puts a little bit in there, it's the nicotine equivalent of three cigarettes. Hmm. He says he gets a buzz. I said, what about your poor wife? Oh, it's so disgusting to think about. But you see, I mean, you see multimillionaires, yeah. these ball players, yeah. still chewing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, it would make less sense if they were in the left-hand lane, <laughs> and going <chewing>. 55 <laughs> and chewing, spitting into a cup. Then I'd look at them as I drove by, and I'd go, I got you, my friend. I know who you are. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Trish heard one of our radio ads recently and gave us a yell. Ryan, she said, I keep hearing that mortgage interest rates are annoyingly up, but I'll keep it real. I'm struggling with bills. I haven't taken a vacation in years, and my back patio looks like Godzilla visited. And then I keep hearing how much home values have gone up. Would it be wrong to pull that new cash out of my home to use for this stuff? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And yes, rates are annoyingly up. And so for some, it could be wrong to do a cash-out refinance. But for others, the recent home value rush is still a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Trish eliminated her credit card debt, turned the backyard into an oasis, and kept some money back for a vacation and rainy days. And her plan is, when these annoying rates settle back down, she'll refinance then to lower the rate. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would look like for you, we are the United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. And a lesson number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. 
Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single, and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm Salem Surround is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com talked about this a little earlier in the in the hour hal klein from the pg has a piece in today's post gazette now i do say this they're on strike and mm-hmm. we i support the strikers well they haven't gotten a race in 16 years exactly all right but Seems i'm still extreme. i'm still saying this the best classic restaurants okay, hal klein wrote this. okay does that mean that they're fancy restaurants no, it's a mix okay. of restaurants. All right, I mean, I'm, you got a list? I, I got a list. Okay. I'm just going to fire these this off. This is your list. This is, well, just I'm guessing what's okay. on the list. Casbah. Right. Uh, Not on the list. Mad Max. Not on the list. Uh, Minios. Not on the list. Alibaba. Uh, I, I, no. North Park Lounge. Nope. Tambellini's. No. The William Penn Hotel. No. Rico's. Yes. Uh, Capital Grill. No. I don't know if Ruth's Chris or Morton's nope. count because no, they're, they're no, chains. No, no, no. How Lee, China, no. Chinese, the no. corner of now. Okay. No. I didn't do very well. No, you did not. But Tell you got me. Rico's. Okay. So Hal Klein, he says this. Um, this is um, some of these have uh, remained. Uh, all these have remained very relevant throughout the years. He was looking for restaurants that were at least 30 years old. Um, as it happens, he says, the youngest is 39. <clears throat> I wanted restaurants with a sense of history and character, a place that transports you to another era when you arrive. I wanted to find businesses that ran parallel to the original intent of the owner or the founder, mm, okay. even if the restaurant changed ownership over the years. In other words, consistent, beloved, enduring classic. Okay. So here's a list of 10 best classic restaurants listed in reverse chronological order of the opening date. Okay. Kiku Japanese Restaurant. Oh. You know where this is? Uh, is that the one in Shadyside? Station Square. Oh. The mall in Station Square opened in 1983. Uh, he says, Hal does, practically a ghost town, Station Square, sadly. Um, it is uh, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the early anchors, Kiku Japanese Restaurant. It has an assortment of Japanese restaurants, but okay. uh, in line with prototypical Japanese restaurants of the 80s, the menu at Kiku covers a fairly wide breadth of dishes from Japan, everything from roots cooking, cold udon noodles, 
to hybridize chicken teriyaki. Mm. It's, a, it's nice that there's something for everybody. That sounds so good, doesn't yep. it? Sushi Bar is now overseen by current owners who have a lot of generational knowledge behind them. Um, they grew up in Tokyo and uh, purchased the restaurant last year, the newest owners. The two families have since retired to Japan, the original owners, but uh, Kiku uh, Station Square, okay. Okay? 1983. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sorry here. Uh, um, the hardwood grill. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a little li- little listed here. Um, uh, Tesaros. Oh, why didn't I say Tesaros? Mm-hmm. Tesaros. Uh, Kelly Harrington, a gregarious fellow who always loved working in restaurants. He purchased uh, Tesaros in 1985. Kelly passed away in 2009. Mm-hmm. His mother, uh, T. Harrington, became the owner at age 85. He's enlisted uh, his sister, Kelly's sister, to uh, oversee this. We love Tesaros. Oh, my, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, 1985. Rico's. There we go. 1979. The era of meddling Italian, melding Italian cuisine with old school refined dining uh, waned years ago in Pittsburgh. However, Rico's in Ross carries on those bygone days. Mm-hmm. The elegant atmosphere makes Rico's stand out as Pittsburgh's best old school Italian restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Jim's restaurant at Big Jim's in the Run, 1977. Where's that? Um, I don't know Big Jim. Big Jim's in the run. The United States has a long history of casual neighborhood joints and corner bars. Unfortunately, there are fewer and fewer. He says, I love Big Jim's restaurant, better known as Big G- Big Jim's in the run. It's in Greenfield. I don't know Big Jim's. Opened in 1977 by Big Jim, uh, purchased by Gary Burdick in 1991 after Big Jim passed away. Aside from adding a few salads, they've kept the place more or less the same. You'll find old-school Italian-American red sauce dishes, classic American tavern food, think sandwiches, burgers, pastas, and pastrami. Mm. Sounds pretty good to me. Kidding? Um, Max's. Allegheny Tavern in the north side. 1977. If they'd set the wire in Pittsburgh, they would set scenes here with politicians having after-hour meetings. The nitty-gritty detail of the history of the three buildings that house Max's are lost to time. Current owners say that there was a grocery store in the middle building. Uh, several dining rooms are given a reasonably fresh, uh, recent refresh. The menu at Max's tilts heavily towards German, right? They do. Sure. Uh, brats, schnitzels. Potato, potato pancakes, pancakes. Bring it. Fabulous stuff. Alibaba. Thank you. 1972. Good. 50 years ago, a couple of international students from Syria and a third partner decided they wanted to open a restaurant to support themselves while attending University of Pittsburgh. They named their restaurant after the hero of a popular Syrian folktale, Alibaba. An instant hit. It continues to serve um, great Syrian food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me How see. How many meals do you think you've eaten oh, at Alibaba? Oh, gosh. A lot. A ton. A right? lot. Yep. A lot of meals. Let me see. Um, Chinatown Inn. You been there? No. Oh, man, I, I ate a lot of meals at Chinatown Inn. It's the original Chinatown. I mean, uh, it's right around the corner from where I used to work on Ross Street. Oh, downtown? Oh, yeah. Uh, wow, Chinatown I don't know Inn. it. Yeah, it's been around um, since, what, 1968. Wow. Fabulous, Chinatown Inn. Okay. Cantonese dishes and things like that. I, I love the place. Um, high Hold Restaurant. Oh, right. 
1936 yep. it's been around. It, they celebrated their 85th anniversary recently. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Um, the original Oyster House. <laughs> 1870. The original Oyster House. I've been there many. I used to go there with my grandfather. Are you kidding me? Um, Lou Grippo was the owner whenever I went in there. But um, it's a fabulous place. Fish sandwiches that are gigantic, as big as your head. Time is of, of short here, so we can't go through the whole list. But that's just a sampling. Uh, I would encourage you to check it wow. out. Wow. I only picked. I only got three out of that mix. Yeah. Rico's High Hold in uh, Alibaba. Not bad. North Park Lounge in that list? No. Not, a, not on the I can't list. can't believe that. What North Park's been around since how long? North Park Lounge? 60s? 50s? I don't know. My whole life. All right. Anyway, made me hungry. Didn't it make yeah, you hungry? Yeah, I'm ready for it now. Right. Hi, this is John Hall. You've all helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and I've trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively from my listeners on the Perkel and Giza Dream bed sheets marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. Now, for a limited time, you get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with a promo code WORD. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. This is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code WORD. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman's roofing.com. Hello, this is John Guest. We would like to invite you to a citywide prayer gathering at Christ Church at Grove Farm, Thursday, October the 27th, 6.30 to 8 in the evening, to pray together for the next midterm election, that candidates will be elected who will stand for biblical values, and that Christians will get out and vote in what will be a monumentally critical election. This is John Guest. Go for it. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise? Join Alistair Begg in August 2023 to renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word. Explore the biblical landscapes Paul encountered as he shared the gospel along breathtaking cliffside villages. Simply call 855-565-5519 or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
You're probably not uh, cleaning these 11 very germy spots. Well, I don't know why you'd assume that well, I'm not cleaning those spots. Maybe I am. Well, I saw this uh, piece online today. And so they're, they're listing places that we kind of go by and think, well, it's fine. Okay. Let me give you your toothbrush holder. Oh, I, you know what? I do clean that because I put do it in the you? dishwasher. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. All right. Okay. Um, the disposal flange. Never. Oh, you should run that through the dishwasher. They say plenty of research confirms that the kitchen sink is a hotbed of microbes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went um, and found that uh, <laughs> you don't want to go anywhere near that. No. The I'm flange, sure right? Flange. Okay. okay. Your sponges, your dish towels. You clean your sponges in the microwave? I put them in the dishwasher or the microwave. Okay, fine. Either that's one. good. Okay, because okay. th- that's a... Yeah, dish towels go in the mm-hmm. washing machine. This is for people who have the, um, like, um, Mr. Coffee, the coffee reservoir. Oh. That's rough. We don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. Knobs and buttons on your kitchen appliances, like your microwave, your stove. You clean those regularly. Mm. Okay. Just saying, okay. Uh, soft-sided lunch boxes. Oh, Mm-hmm. You, can you we, put those in the washing machine? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. They probably melt, right? These tend to trap moisture and have nooks and crannies that are hard to keep yeah, clean. Yeah, I can see that. Using uh, upping the potential for mold yeah. and harmful bacteria. Yeah, I can okay. see that. Pet bowls. Oh yeah, they always go in the dishwasher. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Your purses, your wallets, and your keys. Oh, I mm-hmm. never clean my wallet. What how am I supposed to clean my wallet? Even meticulously cleaned homes are susceptible to microbial invaders thanks to the high tech items. Uh, metal keys can be dunked in a sudsy water. I don't think Who's so. I get those fobs. Yeah. Um, in yeah. a sudsy water. Yeah. Uh, when in doubt, check with the manufacturer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm not I'm, doing that. I'm calling them tonight. I've got, well, no, can, no. I, can I dip my keys in sunny water? I've talked about this before. This, the, the start of the pandemic, I was cleaning my keys oh, with, right. the, I know. with the little wipes. I know, uh-huh. me too. That was, that was, was the worst. It was a low moment. That was the worst. You're sitting in the Giant Eagle parking lot. I'm going, okay, I'm going in. I'm going. Right. I got my mask on. Right. I got to make sure the mask. Meanwhile, are, the masks we were wearing at that point were, they were like horrible. useless. My wife made them. Right. I That's mean, the one I wore for yeah, exactly. three months. Yeah. I mean, heaven help us. I don't know. I, okay, I think I- germs are good for you. They keep you. They keep you strong. Look, I mean, our grandparents, our parents, they survived. Now, you were just looking down on me because you I'm didn't, not looking you down did, on you. You didn't think I was cleaning my, what was the first thing that you told me about? What, you, the, you were the like, sink, the trap in the sink. Oh, the, the flange. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's pretty filthy. I take- read once that doctor, uh, doctor said that uh, farmer kids, kids that live on a farm, yeah. are healthier yeah, than but, the kids that live in the disinfected city. So they're all out in the dirt. Yeah, they're out in the dirt. Hogs, all of that stuff. horses. Yeah, and they build up an immunity. Keeps you healthy. I would think so. That makes so sense. more germs. Right. You got to cut, put some horse manure on it. No, oh, no right. kidding. <laughs> you didn't hear it here. <laughs> I got to go. Corporate, corporate lawyers What again. the heck? Okay, speak, speaking of outside things, I have a sad thing to report. Yeah. Oh, what's sad? Don't end the show on a down note. I transplanted my herbs. Oh, no. I wanted to ask you about Because you were all big yesterday, like, on your chives. Chives, sage. You were out there Sunday night at 1030. Mint. Mm-hmm. Why does my mint look so bad? My mint is like looks like it's dead. Probably dead. The, but don't say probably you dead. You said it looks dead. You don't, well, does, you don't have to say probably. Well, if it Give looks me, dead, probably it's put dead. Put it in the dishwasher. Doug, <laughs> Doug Oster, if you're listening, Doug, I, I, what's going on with my mint? Just the mint. 
Yeah, the chives look like they're okay. Mm-hmm. The sage, I think I'm good with. And the thyme is fine. Parsley. Woo-hoo. There we go. Chive <laughs> update guys, on Red FM. What's happening with my mint? It's very dead. It's. Just get the McCormick to be bottle. Honest, the mint is the thing I wanted more than really, anything else. Really, yeah. I don't even think about mint. Oh, I use it every twice a day. Really, mint juleps <laughs> around the old. <laughs> yeah, household. like I'm making mint juleps <laughs> on my way into work. Mm-hmm. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.